Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. We are four days away from Liverpool's 2021-22 Premier League season, three days until that starts. Uh, we're going to do a little preview show. Myself, Ross Chanley, joined today by Steve Hall and John Machin, uh, in association with Skybet, uh, a little season preview for you. So we're going to discuss our thoughts um, in the summer so far and what, some predictions later on in the show. I'm going to take some of your comments as well. Uh, but this is in, with Skybet. So they have done um, a Skybet fan hope survey, which is an annual poll of 1,000 people. Uh, in association with YouGov um, taking some questions from the fans uh, Skybet have unearthed fans hopes and dreams for the upcoming season so we find out more about that uh, so I will put the link in the description and in the live chat so you want to go check that out see some of the questions that we won't reveal on here um, and see if you agree with them or disagree with them and as we go through them in the show uh, you can let your voice known as well and we'll get to those as soon as we can um, first of all Steve I'll oh. start with you um, football is back Um Saturday for Liverpool, as I mentioned. But first, we've got Brentford and Arsenal. It feels a little anticlimactic. I don't know if I've even been disrespectful to Arsenal and Brentford in that, but it's just good to have Premier League football back, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I, I actually think that's not a bad little season opener because it's Brentford at home. So there is a. It's not Liverpool, is what I meant. Yeah, it's it. not. No, we opened the season. Yeah. Well, when we played Norwich last, we opened the season. I remember that one. But yeah, um, that's like. A chance of an upset. It's a local rivalry, you know, Brentford Arsenal. It's a little bit, kind of a derbyish, not really, but a little bit. And listen, there's a chance that Brentford can definitely turn Arsenal over on day one of a Premier League season, Friday night. I, I, I actually will watch that one. I'm pretty certain I will. And it's always nice, I think, to get a new team in the league. Like the same yo-yo teams up and down all the time can get a little bit repetitive. You know, we've not seen Brentford in the top flight in, in the Premier League before, so it is a new, a new, a new team to see, a new stadium that, that as well to look at. So. I actually think that'll be a good game. I think it's a, a decent enough opener. And then, to be fair, the opening weekend got some absolute crackers as well. So, you know, City Spurs, United Leeds, all in there as well as well as our game. They've, act, they've actually pushed the boat out a little bit. You know, they're games that you might save sometimes for later in the season. But like you say, I think we all, with fans getting back into stadiums full grounds, I think they have, again, it's random and I get that, but maybe sometimes it isn't. And I think that some of those games are games where you have to pick them out I'm definitely looking forward to a few, watching a few of them yeah and it's, it's better spectacle isn't it John Steve's mentioned having fans back in stadiums and as I said this on the show earlier today I'm happy for all fans because you know they get their escapism they get to go and watch their team for us as you know neutral games okay at the Friday night game but even the Skybet Championship which started last week I found myself watching some of those because it's a better spectacle for me as a football fan to watch watch those games without you know we've had no fans in football stadiums for months. It's a different, it's, it's, it's a it's, different ball game yeah, altogether, yeah. isn't it? I mean, the atmosphere is so good. It makes better television as well, you yeah. know. And, and some of those games we watched last year were so soulless because there was just no atmosphere whatsoever. 
and without an, if you didn't have an interest in the game, it was really difficult to motivate yourself to watch anything, wasn't it? Yeah, and probably also difficult because they were all on TV as well. So you kind of had a, a, an overdose of, of football in a sense. I mean, that was one, and it was nothing to do. That was one good yeah. thing that you know you always knew you'd be able to see your team or the get to see the game you, you fancied. Yeah. Um, so that was quite good, um, and it's a pity they won't be able to keep that. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm still still of the mind thinking that maybe somewhere along the line, teams should be able to show their away games live for members or something. Yeah. You know, somewhere along the line, they should do that. Yeah, um, just bringing it back to Liverpool, Steve, and being a bit bit specific on Liverpool. Are you more confident now than you were three weeks ago? Now we've had the preseason. Yes, because I've seen Virgil van Dijk come back and touch wood go through things without with any reaction. Um, Joe Gomez has done the same, so that gives you huge hope. Um, nothing else has really happened. Obviously, Canarte happened a long time ago. There hasn't really been any transfers since, and I think we all, would have all liked to have one or two more in by now. But I think the fact that Virgil's come back and, and again and Joe Gomez and the fact that you know Alisson, Fabinho, Firmino look sharper because they haven't had much time. They haven't been back a long time. That helps as well. The injury to Robertson's a blow, um, and I th- but again, we've, from what we've seen in pre-season, Shimakasas look good. He's looked fine. He's not as good as Andy Robertson, but he looks like the best imitation of Andy Robertson you're going to get, and you'll take that. So, I think the the, the fact that the, the centre halves have come back and are fit that gives you huge confidence. Again, Matip and Canate would have been a perfectly acceptable back two, and it might even be that that's the case anyway. But we hadn't really seen much of Canate. And even I've been watching him a couple of times, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in on him as well. So I think that's why I'm a bit more confident. It is a shame. I think they should have had a couple more signs in the door. Business should have happened to make you a little bit more excited. But I think the fact still that... a couple of weeks to go. No there is, there, yeah. There is, absolutely. It's just for these this first week or two. Um, Thiago the other day looked like he was fine and ready to contribute as well, which helps because you're never quite sure how after that mad season we've just had and then uh, two major tournaments happening, you, what are these lads going to look like? But they've all looked. They all like the. We're quite fortunate. Eleven didn't play that much as well. Yeah, and to be fair, like not, we don't. You know, the teams we went far in the tournament, our lads were subs, which yeah. was quite strange. It's, it's, it's just one of those things that worked out. So, yeah, they shouldn't be too tired, and they, they all looked ready and ready to go the other day. So, I'm quietly. I'm still. I'm always comfortable with this Liverpool team under this manager. But yeah, the fitness of the centre halves has made me. I don't know, took a little bit of a weight off the shoulders. Yeah. Is there anything else for you, John? I don't want to put, put words in your mouth, but I think that, that what Steve's saying there, plus the fans, plus the knock-on effect it has on the, on the rest of the team. You know, you mentioned the front three getting a rest. It looks like we've got healthy competition for places. So now it's like, you know, you've seen, it's no surprise, you've seen the likes of Minamino, Chamberlain, Cater, all stepping up in pre-season because, you know, if they don't, then they, yeah. they won't have I mean, a squad. These are lads who've got one last chance to make an impact and get into the team on a regular basis, particularly Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah. You know, you can't see him having a future at Liverpool if he doesn't make a breakthrough again this season. Uh, and to be honest, he looked terrific. Mm. You know, um, Minamino as well made an impact certainly early on in the game last night. Um, I mean, they've had probably the best pre season they've had under Klopp. Yeah. yeah. There's so many players actually got to have a proper pre season. And they all look fit and healthy, and they all look like you know that they're, they're up for for the for business. And they didn't jet to Australia, yeah, or Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or these tours. Like to be fair, like the, I'm a, I'm a fan of the tours, and I know people in those countries like them. But I think if you ask Jürgen deep down if he could get his lads and keep them in Europe on a, on two hour flight, yeah, you know, to, to the Austria and then to his camp in France, was it? Um, I think that's ideal for him. So and like I say. Mo Salah, Sadio Mane getting a full pre-season as well. I think that's huge. Those two, I've had a rest on the pre-season, so 
it is the best pre-season we've had under this manager for, for a variety of reasons. So, and I think we've seen that in the recent two home friendlies that it looked they look sharp. Like yeah. the, the players who've been there throughout the whole pre-season have looked really, really. Sharp. I mean, what I mean, we were so good in the two seasons prior to the total disaster that was last year. You can't imagine. For me, I've sort of written off last season. It's just yep. like a little nightmare I had, <laughs> and I don't even think about it as actually being a season. Yeah, I just think about it as we're going to put out the team that lost one game in a season, yep. and I think it lost two in the next until the title was already won, and then it relaxed a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, who can beat us yeah. if we play to that level? That's that's my take. I, I, I've, I've recognised the Liverpool. Sorry, the past two games I've watched the Liverpool that I recognise, which is what you're kind of saying there. Like last season, just kind of kind of forget about it, and it, it, it's done. Uh, and the players the, need to do that for as well. me. The, the you know, there's Jota and Thiago. I don't actually think of them as players who are settled into the side yeah because I, I, I've not seen them yeah. really I think of them as new silence yeah but last, last night was the you first know. time I've seen Thiago in, in a flesh you, yeah. you bang on there and you know there's, there's Jota who we still don't know really where he fits into that side we just know that when he's on the pitch he scores goals mm. So how terrific is that? Yeah, there's, lo- there's lots to be excited about. Um, we're going to get to some of the um, results in the survey that was done by the Skybet Fan Hope survey, sorry, um, right now. Um, Liverpool fans are predicting they'll finish second on average, putting them in the second of predictions table just behind Manchester City. It's kind of hard currently, Steve, to disagree with that, but yeah. I suppose you can make a case for first, second, third maybe for Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a surprise. I think if you ask most people, they would probably put City as, as slight favourites. I think we're going to win the league, I'll be honest, I do. Yeah, I, I, That's my prediction, I think we will win it again. But, listen, it wouldn't be a huge shock if Manchester City won the league, because they're amazing. And they've won it plenty of times, and they, they're the reigning champions for a reason. They've, they've just went and bought a £100 million player, they might buy another one. Um, so, listen, they're, they're obviously like the bookies' favourites, and, and it makes sense for that. I fancy us, for similar reason as John says, is that... I, I trust this team, I trust this manager. You know, people talk about like, you know, well, your backups might not be as good as City's. And I, I get it, I completely understand it. And a couple of key injuries can derail us. Like, it, it definitely can. Well, that's the same for anybody, isn't it? It is. Yeah. City are probably the most... Like, They're fireproof, aren't they? A little, yeah, to an extent, but even they can't lose certain players. You know, when, when we won the league, it was because Laporte was injured, for example. It was one of the reasons said. There are players who City still can't really afford to lose because every team's got them. City don't want to be trotting out... I don't know. Nathan, senior, senior. Or Nathan Ake for 36 games a centre-half if they lose two centre You know, things like yeah. that. Like it, That yeah. can happen, but yeah. I, it's not It's not a huge surprise that a lot the majority think City are going to win it because it, it, makes, no, it does a, make sense. It's at the top end of the pitch where, you know, even if they lose De Bruyne, you know, they've got Gundogan who comes in and scores as many goals. Foden, Bernardo you know, Silva. Foden, yeah. Bernardo Silva, yeah, and Mahrez, yeah, and now Grealish as well. <laughs> They haven't got a striker yet, though. To be fair, they still haven't got a striker. Did he need one? Harry Kane, maybe. Me, Ferran Torres, maybe as well. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, if you've if you've got a brain really and a football fan, then you make sense that it's City. But as a Liverpool fan, you can't see past Liverpool, surely. No, no, no. Red tinted glasses do count for something, John. Just ask John. I'll stay with you in this one. Forty-one percent of fans think they'll regain the title of Manchester City, and no one thinks they'll finish outside the top four. So Liverpool, I I completely agree with that. I think someone would have to be. Shot, wouldn't they? If they finish outside the <laughs> that team that finished third last season, yeah, was a shell of Liverpool's team. It was a, Absolutely. it wasn't a Liverpool team. It was a, it was a Carlin Cup team in places, and that that got third place, albeit you know, the goal they had to score a goal and stuff. But in the end, that might not have even mattered anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it, it I don't know, it, the, an injury crisis of all injury crisis for Liverpool to to finish fifth. Like, I'd, 
it would be really hard to see that happen. I, I just can't yeah. see it. Can't it can't get any worse than last season, can it? You would th- no. You'd hope not. I mean, you'd hope not, but... And if it does, it's not my fault. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... And then you, someone who's finished his fifth has got to capitalise as well. Like, we were there for the taking last year, and Leicester, for whatever reason, couldn't capitalise. And obviously, we, we finished with Chelsea. They had their own stuff going on in Europe. I understand that. I mean, our biggest problem last year was that terrible drop off the cliff around January. February. Yeah. February, yeah, January, February, March. You know, we lost six home games out of 12 games, I think, and we were just abysmal for, for a while. But without that drop off, yeah. you know, we'd have probably finished second. Yeah. You know, we still wouldn't have won the title. Manchester United conceded second. more goals than we did in, yeah. that, in the Premier League last season. And this season, if we can avoid that kind of dropping for, and we've had it before under Klopp, we've dropped off in January. Yeah. But over those two seasons when we were brilliant, we just didn't get, you know, we stayed at the level all season. Mm. And if we can get back to that, then we're unbeatable in my opinion. Have you been encouraged, John, by the last two friendlies in terms of, I think it's one of my biggest takes from, from pre-season, was the, the depth that we do actually have. And again, I'm, I'm not going to suggest well, that we don't I, need to sign anyone. I, I had a debate with Paul last night that our bench looks terrible because of City's bench looking so good. Yeah. And if you actually really look at our bench and you look at Minamino and, you know, if you go on last night for Firmino, yeah. Fabinho, Thiago you know, Henderson, Minamino, yeah. none of them, would you wouldn't turn your nose up at any of them, would you? For If you were another team in the Premiership and they came available, you'd, you'd, you'd have a little go, wouldn't you? Mm. But, yeah, they're not... Um, as good as City's bench, certainly not as expensive as City's bench. No. So um, you can understand teams casting an eye on them and getting a bit jealous. You know, we haven't got a fifty million pound player in every position on the bench, but you know we've got good players. Who else do you think is in the conversation? Do you think Chelsea could could be a threat? Obviously, well, Chelsea just... have to be, don't they? I mean, they've won the Champions League, which is going to give them an awful lot of confidence. They bought a lot of good, fast players last year. And although they made a bit of a mistake with Werner, who never really clicked, they're do. trying to recommend, they're trying to get in Lukaku anyway, maybe to slightly t- tinker with that forward line a bit. Uh, and yeah, he may come good anyway, because uh, he's only young, isn't he? Uh, and of course, they may buy Haaland, who, who God <laughs> knows who I they might buy. You just don't know with teams who can throw that much money at it. Yeah. Chelsea struggled for the centre-forward. Obviously, we know that. They, they, they didn't score enough goals from their strikers. They spread a lot of goals out. I think Jorginho at one stage, I don't know if he finished top scorer, but he was there and thereabouts with his pens and stuff. Um, Lukaku, who's with me, he's brilliant. He, he's, he'll get you, he should get you 20 Premier League goals, shouldn't he? And yeah. that's a, that addresses a big issue for them. And then, that's the thing that they can do. There's they, not much pressure on their Timo Werner to produce then, is there? Yeah, but he might not play. I mean, there's no. that's the thing, is that Timo Werner wasn't Thomas Tuchel signing. It, Thomas Tuchel owes Timo Werner nothing. If he doesn't want to play him, he doesn't have to. You know, he can. He's got Pulisic there. He's got Havertz there. Ziyech. Yeah, he's, he's still there. I mean, Hudson Odoi is a good young player. They've still got. Yeah, so they, he's got. Are, he's got his options. There's a lot of talent there, haven't they? Yeah, for sure. So and again, their main issue last year, I thought, was, was the centre forward. They, they struggled at times. They, they went and addressed that probably as best as they can. Sign one of the best centre forwards in the world. So Chelsea are definitely a, a, a strong contender. We we did we saw how win the Champions League and roll into a season and you can just go again and the fact that Chelsea have added to their team and they haven't really lost anyone they, they must they have to be in, the, in consideration yeah uh, thank you very much for getting involved in, in the comments uh, Harvey Davis says um, we had no creative midfield when, when we had 97 points and 99 points um, but he also thinks that we can win the league this season I see some optimism in the comments um, 
Next one, Jurgen Klopp has lost his title as the Premier League's best manager among all fans, but retains overwhelming support at Liverpool faithful, with 99% of fans saying he's the man to lead the club forward, the highest in the league. I would love to know who the 1% is <laughs> in that, because it's, de- it's definitely not me. But to stay to that... To that, that um, result there do you think there was a bit of disservice to Jurgen Klopp because I'm pretty sure given the situation that he found himself in last season on and off the pitch I don't think there's a lot of managers in in the world that could have coped with what he did and and, you know eventually you know got a third place finish yeah I think it it it's a testament to him that we come third as well and and his team and, and the things he's put in place that we were able to just get there somehow I think he'll admit he made those mistakes. He probably should have put the centre-halves in sooner rather than putting his midfielders back there. And, but like he said, he, he put it down to the injuries, and I get that. He's not he's a human being. He, he does make errors, and I think I think we'd all agree he probably made one there. In hindsight, it's, it's 2020, isn't it? At the time, he thought, I'll put my centre-mids there because I've got loads of them. And then it turned out another one got injured, and it was it just it was well, a snowball. I mean, we were led to think that uh, Fabinho was our four-choice centre-back going and into the brilliant. season. And he was brilliant, but he shouldn't have been playing centre back for mm. us. Should he? he should have been playing central midfield? Yeah. Minimise the you know the chaos caused by the injuries. And then yeah. Matt Phillips and, is, and that Phillips you know, was it sixteen changes of centre back pairing in the season. It's just, it was more than that. It was, was in twenties, I think. Well, yeah. it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, how the hell you managed to get a third position yeah. out of that? You have to be some kind of talent to do that. And it's managing the morale of that team as well, John. We've spoken about this quite a lot. You know, going into whatever whatever your job is, and then someone's sick, and then someone else is sick, and you got to do that job as well he's the guy at the top of all that that has to go come on lads we need to go again and he did it yeah absolutely okay. losing, losing you know Van Dijk the injury then Thiago got injured in the same game and then it went on and on and on the snowball but what I would say you never saw Jürgen like make excuses he was told about the injuries and I get it but he never once said we're just throwing the towel in yeah. Even you know, even when we got beat, I think it was the Fulham game when we lost, and he was like, and then he and then the Newcastle draw a bit later down the road with the last kick of the game. At then he, he looked resigned to it, but he said, "Listen, while it's mathematically possible, we're still going to go for it." And by hook or by crook, he got us there. Like I don't know many managers who could have made that Liverpool team finish in fair place with the team that we ended up with at the end. Like that's hard, hard graph. Like there's 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 teams who had almost full squads or you know not as many injuries and stuff who finished below Liverpool mm. and, and their managers applauded them in, in some cases rightly so we, but like, I mean, he's we, an amazing we manager probably two goals away from finishing second yep. or draw you know because yep. you know a couple of those draws turned into wins those late, late yeah. would have got us up there yeah. and that's incredible mm. it's, you know how anyone could manage to do that with the not just with the players he had to play with mm. but with all the disasters that had happened to the club and how the morale must have been really on the floor at times do you think they can use that to propel them this this season John in terms of you know we all want to oh, forget I, we all want to forget last season but you can I look back you can and go see it already that won't happen again know, last I season think you look the Bobby Firmino last night scoring goals and with a big smile on his face that told me that guy's raring to go yeah you know, I think the whole team are like that. Yeah, so I think they've all got things to prove. Mm. I mean, uh, the only, the only, the only thing I would say uh, that worries me is, um, although you know Steve was going on about Virgil and um, Gomez. Joe Gomez, I'm still not sure how soon we'll get them on the pitch 
play him regularly. But so there's different the options now. We want. Yeah. But we have actually got centre backs there yeah. at the moment. Which if anything, nice. we've got too many now, John. No, <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you can never have too many. Um, okay, speaking of signings, um, stay, we're going to keep this, keep this brief on the signings. Um, Kylian Mbappe at 59%, Jack Grealish at 58%, which is obviously a bit too late now. Top the fans' transfer wish list. Uh, they're calling for a new spine of a centre back, which is 24%, which is obviously addressed. Centre midfielder 31 and striker 33 in the window. Um, Mbappe would be lovely. Um, um, a certain man has moved to Paris, which you know they might need to, you know, loosen up some wages over there in Paris, and they want to, you know, they didn't know where we are. Um, but just in terms of, you know, we, we talked about transfers before, centre midfield and striker for me, I think I've said uh, most of the summer, but I don't know if that's changed slightly because I was all midfielder, genius, genius games, genius replacements, and I'm seeing Cater, I'm seeing Ox, I'm seeing Harvey Elliott filling those games, Curtis Jones. And Thiago will play more, we'll have Fabinho, we'll have Henderson in there as well. We're actually quite well stocked in midfield than, than, than what I thought, but it's all on the if they can stay That's fit. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? For me, I think they need a centre mid. I just don't trust those other two lads to stay healthy. And if, and if he proved me wrong, by all means, it'd be an absolute bonus. But you can't go into a season banking on Keita and Chamberlain to be available for the games because we've been down this road before, You know, players like Daniel Sturridge and players like Adam Milano and, and such where... They're in the squad and they're there, but they're not really there for you. You can't bank on it. I think they need a centre mid. Um, and I wouldn't really want Harvey Elliott playing centre mid. I know Jürgen's been putting him there. It's not for me. I don't think that's where you want him just yet. Um, and the, the forward thing, a lot of it, it is on for me, you know, isn't it? Because he, he couldn't hit a car's backside of a banjo at times last season. The, the, so I get that as well. I think, to be honest, if Bobby doesn't play, I think Jota will play up front anyway. And I'd be perfectly happy with that. It might even be that that might be Jürgen's go-to anyway. For me, for me, you know, my find himself on the bench with Jota up front. And I don't think anyone would really complain. It's, you it's couldn't, the, couldn't it's, argue with that, could No, you? no, it, it's what's behind that. So who's next? That's where, who's your sixth choice forward? You know, you've got your front three and you've got Jota. Well, who are the other two? I think that's where people are, are looking at it at times. Um, again, casting envious eyes down the East Langs where they've got more options and stuff. I do understand it. I do think they should buy a wide forward who can play up front as well. I don't know who that person is, especially if Shaqiri goes, um, which looks like it, it could happen. And I do think they should have signed the centre mid. Um, we have got enough options. On paper, the options are there. It's just when you start looking at who the options are and then they've all got like big question marks. So it's Chamberlain, fitness. Kaita, fitness. You could play a game and guess who with Liverpool squad and just flick them off every time they get injured. New, Henderson, new left, yeah. Henderson, fitness. Yeah. Jones, Consistency he needs to find. He's, he's a, an amazing talent. Yeah. Can he be consistent enough? And then you and then you look and, and then you're left with Thiago. Thiago you can't be sure how, yeah. how his fitness. And even even the centre backs, as you said before, John. You know yeah. it's great having Gomez and Van Dijk, but it only takes one knock to them. Well, you, and what then, you've got is Gomez, Van Dijk, who are coming back from long term injury. You've got Matip, who does spend half a season injured. And more that leaves you with Canate. Yeah, who's new? Then he put him for being your back and in. He's in 22 yeah. and he's new. Yeah. So well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, on paper it looks brilliant, but like I say I, I think they need one more centre mid just because uh, the rest of them have got too many questions. It's only really for being yo. And to be honest, I'd say Thiago, if he's fit and he looks like he is, who, who you're like, yeah, absolutely fine. The rest of them have either got fitness concerns or consistency concerns, or something to do with their age, whether it's young yeah. or Milner, people think, can he yeah. play three games a week? So I think if you, Wayne Alden was the perfect centre mid. He was there every game at a good age and he'd been there, done it. It was a shame he had to leave, but I do think they could do with one there. I mean, Mbappe is living the dream, isn't it? If, you, if it could happen, then fair, I mean, by all means, we'd all be absolutely buzzing. It's not, it's not going to happen. I do think he could do with the Not this season, Steve, come on. Yeah, I mean, next, who knows? He hasn't signed his new contract. He's exactly. going somewhere. Um, it's, it's a bit like um, 
whether you believe in Father Christmas or not, isn't it, Mbappe? Mm-hmm. I mean, we trying to say, com- John? It comes up every year, <laughs> and we all believe it might be true, even though we, in the back of our mind we know it's not. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, you just, just just found out from John Meachin there. Um, okay, Mbappe that, doesn't exist. No, Mbappe <laughs> doesn't exist. No, he's just a myth. Um, okay, um, let's move on. Uh, this is not really a surprise, Steve, but I'll, we'll go with it anyway. Um, Liverpool are second in a list of teams that rival fans want to see fail, uh, and ninety six percent of Everton fans rate them as their biggest rivals. Who's first? I thought we were. I thought we'd been the most. I'm surprised we're not number one. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I just uh, don't have that information in front of me. Um, Everton fans rate, 96% of Everton fans rate Liverpool as their biggest rivals, although only 12% of Liverpool fans think the same. Liverpool fans are split between Man City 54%, Man United 26%, and Everton 12%. So that's just... You th- you thought everyone hated us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised for a second. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that four percent of Everton fans who don't see us as, as the biggest rival is or whatever. Um, I th- for me, it's still Everton. Those are the ones who think it's Tranmere. <laughs> yeah, just preparing it, for the future. For me, it's still Everton. For me, it, but it's different because there's an on-pitch rivalry and there's a City rivalry. So, in terms of rivalry, in terms of winning trophies, then it's, it's obviously not them. But it, and it's Manchester. Because well, they don't do that. <laughs> it's 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 Manchester City. Yeah, and it's Man United. They get those two. Um, so I do. I get why when you ask, when you say who's your biggest rival, it depends how, which way you look at it. But yeah, I do understand it. But I, I can see why a lot of opposition fans just, are really, really keep for not to. Mean, be. Doesn't it? Because 
if, if again, if you're talking about who's most likely to challenge us for the number one spot, then it's City. Obviously, yeah. that's your biggest rivalry. Yeah. But who's the team who you're going to hate the most throughout the season? Then it's going to be United, isn't yeah. it? And Everton is a different kind of different thing altogether, isn't it? Very matters twice a year, doesn't it? I suppose or FA Cups when we play the kids. It might matter more yeah. when uh, now people are going back to work and back to offices and stuff, and mm, back to good yeah. point. Everton probably does matter a little bit more, but. Yeah, it, it, it matters when you go to Christmas dinner and your uncle's are blue. You know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the rivalry, yeah. isn't it? You know? Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, we'll do the last one before we start getting some predictions. Uh, Stay so that with you and this. Liverpool fans are predicting they'll be second in the table after the first three league games against Norwich, Burnley, and Chelsea, with the club expected to take seven points from those. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I would love, I would love nine points. Obviously, Chelsea's a hard game. Um, and they're a different proposition, and obviously over two shows has been phenomenal with them. To be fair, um, they're going to come into the league season being champions of Europe. Um, a new slate for them. You know, we don't have Lampard for a couple of months. Fall apart again. We're talking about Armorel. I think we have to take other teams into consideration. And Chelsea will be a threat, as we've mentioned. Yeah, the flip side is our record against them recently is really good. Uh, especially at their place, we've we've turned them over a couple of times, haven't we? Again, um, I think we'll win all three of those games. If Super told, I'd be shocked if they didn't beat Norwich first game. Burnley will be a dog of a. F- we know what that's like, and to be fair, like they did us. But that's our first home game of the season. I know normally Hart yeah. or Burnley's a bit, meh, but it's it's, it's a, the first time Anfield League. Anfield, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that is something to, to, to hang your hat on again. It was them who oops that the run John mentioned earlier started with Burnley at home, didn't it? Where they yeah. beat us, yeah, it? and then it went downhill. So we do owe them one as well. It'd be an awful game, but I would expect us to come through it. And again, our recent record against Chelsea suggests that we'll do well. But again, Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, big game. I don't, you know, big game for their supporters. It, it, it is an added dimension. I think seven points. I think most people would accept that if you if you offered them in as well. Um, provided this the ones you win. You know, you've got to win the first two, yeah. and then a draw with Chelsea is, isn't the end of the world. But yeah. I think got it's got to be you, six from six. You've got to start strong if you're going to have any hope of winning the title. You can't afford to be dropping points, mm. certainly not early on, because you just get lost. Yeah. City is so far ahead. But, you know, um, I we, we've got that home game nonsense from last year to get out of our system. So I think the players will be mindful yeah. of, of how they do at home. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea's going to be a real um, flag, really, to show how the season's going to progress. If we, if we can beat Chelsea um, that early in the season, that will set everyone up for the rest of the campaign. John, do you think there's a, a potential naivety from rival teams, or mainly fans probably think that Liverpool have been written off because of last season? Obviously, we all we know the ins and outs, we talk about it every week. But do you think there's sort of people that go, well... Van Dijk won't be the same. Gomez won't be the same. You finished. You, well, we finished third last season. It was a massive drop off from what we were. Possibly. I'm. I, I'm not so sure it is about Van Dijk and Gomez. I think it'll be about people saying, "Oh well, you know, that, that's it. Yeah. They've had their time." And that, you know, teams. It was. It was always said. You know, teams have three years, and then they either change the, their personnel or they fall down. You know, they lose their way, and there'll be players out there. Supporters out there looking at us and saying, "Yeah, they had two really good years. Three, if you, if you know, if you really look at getting to cup finals and stuff, mm. and and now we've fallen off. We're in our true level now. You know, that's the kind of a lot view, of people just say, just say it was the Van Dyke injury, and it's it's like it wasn't just was it just Virgil Van Dyke that got injured? It's about ten players. Like, oh, no. Our injured eleven was better than the it, start. It was a total out. disaster, yeah. wasn't it? You know? I think also the lack of a big sign, and so our our so-called rivals for the top four. Well, the rivals of the top four have all went and bought big, you know, 
Lukaku's going to Chelsea and City for Grealish, they might get Kane. United went and got Sancho and Varane, for example. So I, I, that's probably part of it. All they have done this season. So my United needed to make those signs because to an extent they did, but then. They still they finished above us last year, so it's you know, and again, different factors are yeah, it, and I understand yeah. that, but he still went and improved. Man United look better on paper now than they did 12 months ago, for example. They yeah. look a better team, so yeah, th- th- I think I think that's part of it. And also, th- a few of the teams below us, Leicester, have made some what look like pretty yeah, good signs, yeah, and they've again. won a couple of trophies, and that'll yeah. you know, make them a bit more comfortable. I, I personally am hoping that people think that we're the team that's going to finish fourth or fifth, yeah. And I saw this little survey of fans from every every uh, I think it was in the Observer. Every team had a fan say what they thought would be, you know, one, two, three, and four. And there were like four of them who didn't think we'd finish in the top four, okay. which surprised me, yeah. you know. And then the rest of them, I think there were only two, Liverpool and, I can't remember the other one, only two thought we would actually finish first. Oh, wow. uh, and one of them was the Liverpool yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Got to go back yourself, so, haven't you? So, you know, I, I'm happy. Love us to yeah. be under the radar. You know, we haven't bought big. So the teams that have are really going to dominate the league this yeah. year, and of course they may well do. Yeah. But I'm just hoping that we're going to realize, you know, make people realize that we're still this really difficult side. Yeah, um, and someone agrees with me in the comments here. Thank you very much for getting involved. Uh, Lord Victor Lord says this year we are 100% better than last year already with the same squad. Um, also, he's he's conflicted on Chelsea uh, in the comments as well. Some people saying Chelsea will be uh, threatening for the league next season. I think I, I, think I agree with that. Um, there will be a threat. Right, we're going to get some predictions now. Uh, feel free to play along at home. Hopefully this will be in the description afterwards and not in a live chat. Um, I can guess some of the answers. We'll do, we'll do the league ones and then we'll do Liverpool-specific ones afterwards. Uh, Steve, I'll come to you first. Title winner. Liverpool. John? Liverpool. Okay, Steve didn't even hesitate. I didn't even finish the, finish mm-hmm. the question. Uh, your top four? Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool, City, Man United, Chelsea. Okay. I think I'll I think I'll go with Steve on that one. Um bottom three. Norwich, Southampton, Brentford. Southampton, my Southampton. They just keep on all the best players, <laughs> <laughs> and then Bayern, Chelsea youth players to replace them. They might be brilliant Chelsea youth players, who knows? But Southampton look like they're in a mess. Do you think Southampton will get another nine 0 loss this season? Uh, I, mean, I hope not for them. Okay, no, it's hard to predict. Yeah. But I think they're in big trouble. Actually, I think they're in big trouble. Okay, John. All the new teams. Yeah. Straight back there. Okay, fine. Poor Watford. Fine. Surprise package. This can be a team, or it can be a player, or both. Oh, I think that St. Maximum's going to have a really good season for Newcastle because oh. I th- if he stays fit, last season he was when he played he was really good. He had COVID and I think it really affected him. He missed a lot of time. He's a crackerjack player. Him, he's electric and I think he's he's one of those players. He, he might be getting a move to a top four club next summer. He might have the the Grealish type season where everyone realizes wow. Like this lad's, I think. Oh, he's really is he good. that player that you were describing before that, that you can play across the front line for? For us, yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather I buy, buy him than um, the guy from Wolves, Traore. Yeah. Although we've been strongly linked with Traore. Oh, five years of what we've tried. Yeah, every year. We I, I, I yeah, St. Maximum, you can get yourself a headband. Oh, man, I'd love yeah. it. Get myself a headband for me dreadlocks. No, I, I think he's brilliant. And I think he could have a... If he stays fit, because he has had issues, I think he's, he's in for a really good season. And to be fair, Newcastle are going to need him because they're another team who look like they're in a bit of a, a bit of a pill. But they had him injured. They had Callum Wilson injured. I think Ryan Fraser was injured for a bit. So yeah, they, was, and they, had COVID, they, had, they were decimated yeah. by COVID as well. COVID really impacted Newcastle. I think he's, I think he's going to have a good season. Okay, John. 
I just wonder whether the biggest impact will be like a reverse one. It'll be Jaden Sancho being awful. Oh, and not having a good season. Okay, that'd be nice. Is that, is that wishful thinking, John? Is it? <laughs> yeah, no, I just think you know, going to United, everyone's thinking he's like they wanted him for like three years, you know, and yeah. um, he, he was struggling to get into the England side, wasn't he? And you know, I'm just thinking maybe he's a bit overhyped at the moment. Okay, I want to go with Crystal Palace, but I want to see what John's done. Good I'm, or bad? I'm going to sit on the fence because I looked at it and thought they lost. But 10, 11, 13 squad players, but those first 10, 11 squad players were... Old. Yeah, so <laughs> you, Scott Dan, Saka was there, um, Ta- Townsend, Ka- yeah, Kale, like, they've, all, they've all gone. But that could be the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, an ageing squad with Roy Hodgson, bless him, but, you know, getting Vieira, injection of, of, you know, youth, new ideas, plus new squad, it might be the revamp that they needed, so um, we'll have to see how, how they get on. Um, most red cards, Steve, this can be team or player again. Brighton. Yeah, because they, they, I think when you're, you're an attacking team who aren't particularly amazing... Give away more fouls. Give away more fouls and free kicks. And you, you're more, I think Lewis Dunk got two red cards. I think he was the most last season of any individual player. He got sent off twice. I wouldn't be shocked. If, because, again, they look like a team who you, who you can counter on, and that tends to lead to yellows and reds. So I'm going to have a guess at Brighton. OK, John? City. Man City. Oh, Tat- I'm loving John Tat- Johnson. Tat- yeah, yeah I love Tat- that job. No, they never get booked. Fernandinho um, could be top of this pile. Um, have you ever someone ever showed me yellow cards? I'm gonna go um, Rafa Varane. I think he's an exceptional footballer, but I think he's got a lot to handle playing with Ramos week in week out and then trying to babysit Harry Maguire. <laughs> I think I'll just throw him completely. So or, or he, that, that is my hope that that'll happen. He just presumes that it's a centre half job to get sets. One of us is gonna get yeah. sets off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. usually yeah. Sergio. Yeah. 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 I've got it. Um, golden boot winner. Mo Salah. Yeah. Mo Salah. Yeah. Okay, Mo Salah. He's easy one. That he, one. He's one another one who, in, when he first came, his pre-season was terrible, and he scored loads of goals after that. Yeah. He's been terrible in pre-season in terms of goal scoring. So. Mm. Watch out, Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Golden, <laughs> golden boot incoming. Um, Philip Lemigarros in the comments says Crystal Palace, Brighton, and Brentford for the relegation. Uh, lots of people agreeing with John on some of his comments as well. Golden boot winner Sadio from Ludwich Lutz as well. Jota. A couple of people saying Jota. Jota's a good shout. Yeah, actually, Jota yeah. is a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's make it Liverpool specific then. Um, you both said Mo Salah for the golden boot, so I'm going to assume Mo Salah is going to mm-hmm. be the top scorer because that's how, that's how it works. Most assists for Liverpool? Trent. Ooh. Yeah, he might have the edge on because Robbo's injured for a few games. Isn't okay, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got four weeks to win that competition. You're going with Trent yeah, as well? I'm going with Trent as okay. well. Yeah. Uh, to be different, I will go for. I think I'll go for Bobby. Bobby might be back, back in the mix again if he, if he even plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprise package for Liverpool. Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? Um, I suppose that's one of Cater Ox. It depends. Whoever seems to fits the longest is, is the surprise package. I think we might see a bit more Shimakas this year. I think not only, obviously, we're going to see him at the start of the season with Robertson's injury. Um, I think last year Robertson had to play every game because so much had changed around him that the manager didn't trust to make another rest, you know, rest the player. I actually think it would do Robertson a favour not to play every single midweek game, for example. Like he doesn't have to play every European game or every cup game. Mm-hmm. I've been impressed with what I've seen from Shimakas so far in pre-season, both defensively and going forward, I think. His crossing is really good. Yeah. I still stand up, but he, his defensive work's pretty good. I know the header the other day, I thought, it was a bit of a miscommunication between him and Reese Williams, but if that's Van Dijk or if that's a, a senior... He's getting a shout from Karate. Karate says, leave the ball, you I, leave the I ball. Think there's, I think, that, yeah, I think yeah. there's a bit to do with that as well, but I think we might see a bit more of Shimakas, and I think he, he'll have a good... He'll be a decent option for us. Okay, good shout, John. 
Um, well, Thiago, because we've not really seen enough of him yet. Um, I'm hoping that he'll make a big impact on our team this year. Though I'd have a little shout on Harvey Elliott as well. Mm. I think if he actually does step up into the first time, I don't think he will, but if he did, he would only be doing it you know, with Klopp's blessing as being a player who's going to mm. make an impact. But it's interesting, though, because you were talking about the bench before and what, what the options are. Like, I know he's going off pre-season, but I prefer to have him coming off the bench and making an impact for 10, well, 15 you minutes. Know, and you remember you know, Michael Owen coming in 18, being a first-team regular. Robbie Fowler coming off the bench or playing and scoring four in his first game. That, you know, that kind of impact... Young players can make that occasionally, and we haven't had one like that for a long time. Mm. You know, not a forward, you know, forward going, forward moving player. Um, so you never know. One of those people could be uh, Taki Minamino, Henrik Karsten, uh, Pops. Uh, loads of people saying Taki in the comments as well. You know, he's, he's surprise package. Yeah, surprise package. Yeah. yeah, well, I'd be su- I'm surprised that he's still here. I thought he might have gone. It looks like he's not going. Um, he was involved in all three goal- goals last night. Yeah, and he yeah. looked good. There's, 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 lots of space on yeah. the left. His first touch was immaculate. Mm. My mate, I've got a couple of mates who are Southampton fans, and they said he was dreadful when he was on loan. There, he scored a couple of goals. But over he scored the, Chelsea, didn't yeah, he? over the night he was a couple of goals early on, didn't yeah. he, and then uh, got but, dropped. Yeah, he's, got, he's certainly good enough. It's, I, I thought he'd be gone by now, but it looks like he's hanging around. So, again, he's, he's not a bad option to have. What I would say, his first touch is brilliant. Yeah. Like, his first touch quite often is, is really, really good. Um, yeah, again, I think he, he might leapfrog a Rigi, for example, in the pecking order. He, he could be that. You know, we're talking about that fifth. Kate Gordon leapfrogged a Rigi. Yeah, I think, was, like, I think we're talking about that, you know, the fifth the choice. Best Ayun, someone like that. You yeah. know, a little busy player. Mm. Yeah, he might be. He might find himself. It's obviously the front three, Jota, the four. He might find himself as number five. Yeah. And if that's his position, he's probably going to get a lot of games. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely got a chance. Okay, then let's move on to uh, best youth player. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be limited to Kate Gordon, as I mentioned, Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, Nico, probably chucking there as yeah, well. Yeah, I think of all or those, even Callagher. You know, he's he's only young. Yeah, of all those, I think the most likely to get minutes is going to be Jones. Mm-hmm. I think he, I know we. As much as everyone loves a Harvey Elliott, and I'm, I'm all in on the Harvey's El- or Harvey Elliott bandwagon, I think Jones will get more minutes than him. And to be fair to Curtis Jones, he's done, he's never done really nothing wrong, has he? I think at times he's, is again, he said he lacks consistency and his decision making at times has been a bit iffy. But then he's got big goals, he's scored important goals, and he's, he he doesn't know how to depth playing for Liverpool. And I know that he's, he's got he's got confidence in yeah. himself, yeah. which I like. He, mm. he, can, he plays in a Liverpool midfield and he looks like he belongs there, which is a you know that's, a, that's not easy for a young lad to do. So. I'd say it's probably going to be Curtis Jones with a little dash of Harvey Elliott here and there. But I think I, mean, I, I, I don't really think of Curtis Jones as that that no. kind of a player. I think of him yeah. as an established player. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Nico Williams in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be looking say to Beck because if, mm. if Robbo's out for any length of time, he's understudy to Simicast. Therefore, he may well play in the League yeah. Cup and games like that. And he, he looks like a bit of a talent. Yeah, he was brilliant against Bologna against Kmon. Didn't look out of depth. A young player. I think Kay Gordon. I, I, I put in that conversation as well. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, most bookings or red cards. Liverpool in the first game yeah. <laughs> but he won't be in that deeper role he'll be fine he's got Fabinho behind him then he's got Virgil van Dijk and whatever else he doesn't have to worry about tackling anybody he can't tackle can he it's it Fabinho's not a bad shout either actually okay yeah, yeah probably the, one of those two um, I'm going to ask Lasse Thiago he can't he just, he just gets booked every game okay. he does yeah, <laughs> okay I'm not going to change your mind I'm going to go um, I'm going to go with Nebby Cater 
I think. And play enough. If you want. But I think he will. He came with a reputation for being sent off a lot, didn't he? And he doesn't look like he could kick his way out of a <laughs> at the moment. So I'd like to see okay. that fierce cater back, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, and not getting injured when he does kick someone would be lovely. Uh, standout performer. So obviously, rolls out most out because he's picked your top scorer. So who else do you think would be Ooh. top of the pile? For me, it's Bobby Firmino because I think he's got a lot. You know, there he's got a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of criticism from last year on his back. I think he might well just shine this year. Mm. And he's got fans back as well, John. You know, we, again, you mentioned like you mentioned last night he was pulling out all the tricks and stuff like that. He thrives on things like that. But also, I think it's important for some of these players, particularly the front three. You know, well, Mary and Bobby more so got the criticism that you're talking about because they were playing week in week out. So having Jota there is not a bad thing for healthy competition. But also, we're not relying on Bobby to run himself into the ground and play three games a week. So you've got the, you know, the choice, choice of playing him there. Steve, you agree? Trent. Okay. I think Trent's going. I'm putting him on most assists before, but yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on Trent. Not at all. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I just think I think he's that. Good. I think he's the he's the key to Liverpool's team. Like the, the play goes via him, and he, he looks bigger and stronger. He looks like he's more. He's getting better all the time. He, he yeah. looks. He looks like a, a. And again, signing a new contract. You know, his future's secure. He can concentrate on his football. He's guaranteed his yeah. game. He plays he, an awful lot more of his game in the midfield now than be, than he's ever done. Mm. You know, I think and looking yeah. better for yeah. it. And again, he can play his the way that he wants to play because he, he's going to have. I say proper centre half, centre half that play yeah. style of play, so he can go forward. Yeah, yeah he's got most Island in front of him. He's got yeah. all kinds going on. I think he's he's a world. Like, I think he's going to have a really good season. Okay, uh, final one, John. I'll, I'll come to you on this one first. Um, number of trophies Liverpool will win this season. Two. Do you want to name them? You're just, you're just going to say. Do I need to name? You don't. You can do whatever you want, John. You want Champions to... League and yeah. Premier League. Oh, John, mate, thank you so much, Steve. It won the league. Uh, just one. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. I really want to win the league because I want us to have a, a you know, yeah. a, a big parade, and yeah. and we think we were owed that. If yeah. Jürgen cared about the cups in any way, shape, or form, I actually think we've got a squad that can challenge for them. And some, I know it's a, sometimes it's a little bit luck of the draw as well, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to see us go with far in a domestic cup. Like, I, I think FA Cup though. But either like, I'm not bothered because a I like the, I like going to finals. Yeah. And be like we talk about game time for these younger lads and young players like Harvey Elliott oh. getting a league cup run for example. We've been really or, unlucky, haven't we? Because he wants to play, you know, the the second string and young kids. And he plays them, and then we get Arsenal, or we yeah. get Leicester, we get someone yeah, who's going to knock year, us yeah. out if we mm. play that team. But he plays that team anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, we're playing yeah. in guitar, and we get forced yeah. to play play yeah. play young side. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, w- it would be nice to see us have a little stab at the cups for just for those other players. because yeah. sitting on the bench week in week out must be really depressing. Yeah. And just so Man City don't win the Carabao Cup, it's getting boring now. I'm sure Jack Grealish won't want mine, but uh, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, there we go then, gents. Thank you very much. Thank you to you at home as well for listening and for watching and for getting involved. Uh, if you're not watching this live do carry on we'll check the comments back uh, today and tomorrow and see what you've said uh, and thank you very much as well to Skybet for, for um, sponsoring the show uh, so a reminder the Skybet fan hope survey uh, is available in the description and live in the chat now you want to go and check that out we've read some of them out but there is a load load more uh, go and see if you agree or disagree uh, we'll be back later on this week with a uh, season uh, with a talk Norwich City preview ahead of the game on Saturday we're also doing a build up show and we're going to do uh, the starting at 11 show as well which should be interesting because there's lots of conversations to be had. Thank you very much for listening and for watching. We'll see you soon. Ta-ra. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 